South Alabama knocks off Troy. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Thanks so much for joining us on this glorious Friday. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. All right, we'll do basketball. A little bit of a slow news day in the Sunbelt for a little bit of a change football-wise. I mean, overall, you know, there are a bunch of... Uh, transfers outside of the Sunbelt. I'm sure in the Sunbelt, although I think we got some TJ Finley news, uh, actually maybe. And then, um, the big news later on in the evening was, uh, Bill O'Brien leaving the Patriots and heading to Ohio state. That should be fun. All right. That doesn't really concern us. That's another podcast. Uh, we'll go over, um, ODU blown out Marshall did not see that one coming. And we'll preview Saturday's Sunbelt hoops action as well. But one of the things we've talked about uh, on the podcast, and I am a big believer of it, it, it's hard to win on the road. Not one team on Thursday won on the road, all right? ODU was 0-5. Now, they've lost a couple of 20-point leads in that, so they were good enough to get those. They weren't good enough to hang on. They 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 were not, but they are not better than Marshall, at least not so far this year. And yet, they wanted a blowout. Um, Georgia Southern was going to lose. Georgia Southern at home was up. I'm sorry, was down all second half. They had a lead when the second half began, and basically when the game ended. Otherwise, they were trailing the whole second half, and yet they won. Troy comes into the Mitchell Center in Mobile, five and zero. Uh, you know, they're going to play 10 to 12 to 14 guys, whatever it may be. And South Alabama is going to play seven or eight. And outside of a three minute stretch to begin the ball game where Troy was up three, nothing. South Alabama was in control for most of the ball game. They had, uh, they barely trailed in uh, the first half. Uh, they did fall behind for 30 seconds in the second half. But they had an early 10-point lead in the second half. They had a 13-point lead in uh, the second half and and had to hold on uh, at the end. Uh, but it is, it's just really hard. You know, the fans, whatever, these guys are ki- generally kids. You know, they're, you know, somewhere between, and I'm, I'm not sure if we're counting 21-year-old men kids, but, you know, it's tough to win on the road. It's tough to win on the road professionally. It, you know, that's why you get three points-ish. When it's on the road, and depending on the home field advantage, you may get more. So let's talk about this South Alabama Troy basketball game because it was a it was a whale of a basketball game. Uh, that South Alabama had a lead; they built a ten point lead. By the way, without their leading scorer Isaiah Gator scoring, they were up thirty nine twenty nine, and Gator had zero points. His first points of the game was a three-pointer, gave him 42. He had zero points in the first half, 13 in the second half, and they needed every single one of them. Turbo Jones got off to a great start. He scored nine early points. 
Let's see what he finished with. Turbo, uh, the former Auburn guard, scored a 17. Tabe is the one who led the way. He had a 19.7 of 14 from uh, the floor. Uh, Christian Eugene, as usually is the case, he leads Troy with uh, 18 uh, points. He was also 7 of 14 from the floor. But uh, the Jaguars got contributions from almost everybody. Ormiston had a nice baseline drive. He had six points. Howell, the ULM transfer, he had 10 points. Uh, Smurf Melander, he had six points. Brown had three, although he missed a few free, uh, free throws. <laughs> you got to hit those free throws. Uh, but he grabbed six uh, rebounds, including a big offensive one down uh, the stretch. Uh, so, again, South Alabama led for most of the ball game. I think they I think they led for most of the first half. That's why it's so hard. And Troy shot abysmally in the first half. Um, they were awful. Troy actually led 1916 in the first half after leading three nothing. But South Alabama took a five-point lead into halftime. They built it up to be 39-29. And here comes Troy. Troy went on a was it? It was uh, what does it say? Forty-six something. They went on a big run because they did well. They made it forty-five all. So what's that? Uh, that's a sixteen to six run for the Trojans. They did take on a pair of free throws. They took a forty-nine forty-eight lead. But then here comes South Alabama. Uh, they took it, made it fifty-five fifty, uh, fifty-five fifty. And they went up 13, 66, 53, but Troy wouldn't go away. They hit a couple of big free throws. There's one turnover or a couple of big three-pointers, back-to-back three-pointers. Then there's a turnover, and all of a sudden, a 13-point game is a five-point game. And I'm not sure they got any closer than that, except at the end. They got it to be a four-point game, 70-66, 72-68. Uh, South Alabama ran out of timeouts. They ran out of timeouts. I think midway through the second, or not quite midway through the second half, but because Troy was playing so many guys and South Alabama wasn't, I think Richie Riley took a timeout because his team was winded. I think at the 13-minute mark, 13-and-a-half-minute mark, he took a timeout because the team was tired. And then Howell trying to get the ball in bounds, A, was either going to get a five-second call or was going to step in bounds, and he called the last timeout. They didn't have any more timeout. The last timeout that they had was, I think, at the four-minute mark. They, they, the South Alabama was out of timeouts uh, early. In fact, they got a break on a sideline call uh, for a review to check it out. I thought Troy was going to call a timeout, which would have been a mistake because they don't have any timeouts. Uh, but that's a, it's a, that's a big win for South Alabama. That sets up a huge ball game on Saturday. All of a sudden, these two teams are hot. South Alabama was one and three. And uh, the Cajuns were one and three. And now all of a sudden, they are each three and three. So you can be towards the top half of, of the conference with a win to go to four and three or be towards the bottom half of the conference with a loss at three and four. Uh, and so that'll be a big ball game 
on Saturday at uh, the Mitchell Center. I don't think I'm going to go. I, it's interesting. You go for a football game, but why wouldn't I go for a basketball game? <laughs> that doesn't seem to make uh, much sense, but maybe because there's an NFL ball game. Eh, I could do that. I may, may end up end, ending up doing that. Uh, just spend the night in uh, in Mobile. No big deal. So that'll be a big ball game. Troy, they, let's see where Troy ends up. Uh, they lose for the first time in the Sun Belt. They're 5-1. and one. They're a good team. I have always appreciated uh, and enjoyed Scott Cross's teams. They did not go away. They'll play Saturday afternoon at Southern Miss. And I would say that would depend if Victor Hart and Andre Corbello play, but that didn't matter the other night because it's hard to win on the road. All right, let's take a timeout. We will talk about that ODU basketball game and the rest of the Sun Belt JMU uh, from Thursday. JMU with an easy win, except if you had the 19 and a half points. Ouch. Let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. We'll get to the FanDuel portion of the show here momentarily, but I get what got into ODU, okay? I certainly did not see this coming. I would have picked Marshall to win it and to cover and they were winning. Marshall had a 38-34 halftime lead. And then ODU explodes, explodes for 57 points in the second half. Explodes. ODU shot an off-the-chart 68% in the second half. They shot better. Well, they yeah, they shot better from the floor than the free throw line. They were 23 of 34, 67.6%. From the free throw line, they shot... 45%, not that that matters. In fact, they only shot uh, 50% for the game, 7 for 14. But maybe, and again, it was just a thought the other day. Now that, I don't say there's a resolution, but the players have been updated on Jeff Jones's health situation, and they talked about it, and they could see their coach, and hopefully he'll be okay. Maybe that was his way of saying, hey, guys, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to take care of me. You guys need to take care of this. All right. And maybe that, again, just clears their head just a little bit. Because when you know something and you can talk to them, that maybe puts your mind at ease. Maybe that's what it is a little bit. All right. Uh, it was an emotional meeting. Uh, we appreciate, uh, you know, kids really how much they like their coach. Uh, and how much he means to them. And so maybe, just maybe, right? I still took Marshall. I'm not going to stay away from that. But maybe, just maybe, it gave them a little bit uh, ease of mind. They certainly shot the lights out. 
<laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's amazing. That's a ridiculous, uh, you know, also helps that Marshall only shot, uh, geez, they only shot 34% for the game, 25% in the second half. A lot of that may be heaving threes to get back into it. Only two for 18 in the second half of three. Uh, so a great job by uh, ODU. Alette had 27 points, one of five players in double figures. Jenkins, 16. Williams, 13. Blakeney and Baker each had 12. For um, Marshall, Anakili uh, Keelan with 21, and uh, Martin and Kerfman each had a 12. So Marshall, starting out 4-0 in the Sun Belt, they're now 4-2. Old Dominion improves to 1-1 and five all right uh before we get to let's do the the ulm or the yeah the ulm james madison one we'll wrap up the segment with the georgia southern win james madison uh an easy win they got off to a little bit of a slow start very you know very early uh ulm had a, a lead but jmu led by 12 at half they go on for the relatively easy uh 89 70 victory over ulm James Madison had lost two of three. Uh, they improved to four and two. ULM drops to zero and six. Here's the thing. <laughs> Speaking of FanDuel, James Madison, the line was 19 and a half. Thought that was a lot. James Madison, well, I mean, they were up by 31. I can't say that, I, you know, I, I would have taken the 19 and a half and I would have lost. They were up. 31 points, 85-54 with 326 left to go. <laughs> and then ULM started to score. Ouch. 14 to 3 run over the last 249. Hmm. That's a bummer if you have JMU and a 19 and a half. I guess if you got 19, it was a push. And if you got uh 18 and a half, you won. But boy, if you lost. In a ball game that James Madison had a 31-point lead with three and a half minutes to go. Whew, that's why they call it gambling. That one hurts. But an easy win uh, for James Madison. Let's see where uh, what they have next. Uh, I do not know off top of my head we were looking at um oh there we go let's see they uh they get marshall so marshall <laughs> after starting 4-0 could be looking at a three-game losing streak we'll see if marshall bounces back again tough to win on the road and this one will be in harrisonburg all right let's get to that uh um Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern ballgame. Georgia Southern actually was leading at half 34-30. But Coastal Carolina just led all second half. And, I mean, they made a three-pointer in the first minute to take the lead, and they didn't relinquish it until the last 30 seconds of the game. Let's see what their biggest lead was. Uh, because um, let's see here, uh, split box. Coastal's largest lead actually was 
nine points with 12 minutes to go. They were in control, 51 to 42. And, I mean, just it felt like I was watching the South Alabama game and yet watching the score, and Coastal was just winning, just winning, just winning. And then all of a sudden, I guess it was a three-point game, and I looked away, and all of a sudden, Georgia Southern won. So it was a – let's see what we got here. Georgia Southern cut that nine-point lead down to two with four – uh, with six minutes to go, 60 to 58, uh, Coastal Carolina. See, Coastal Carolina got it back to 66-58. Then it got to 64, 66-64. They pulled within one at 66-65. So it's a ball game. They just couldn't get over the top until the end. All right. So Georgia Southern makes a couple of free throws to pull within one. Coastal hits a layup. They make it a 70-67 to 67 ball game. Tyron Moore with what says to be a step back three ties the ball game up at 70 with a minute 13 to go. So that's the first time they've been even tied in the second half. And then let's see here. Nate Bradford hits one of two free throws. And then Coastal misses. And then Georgia Southern hits two free throws. And puts the game away. So, again, Georgia Southern led right at half. In the first minute of the second half, Coastal Carolina took the lead until the 26-second mark. Nate Bradford made a free throw. In fact, he makes the second free throw. He missed the first free throw. He hits the second free throw. And Georgia Southern with a win. They get their third win. They're now 3-3. and Right. Remember, they started out 0 and 12. The 0 and 12 doesn't mean anything. They're three and three in uh, the conference. We will see who they have uh, coming up. They don't go back to Georgia State, do they? They do. They get Georgia State. All right. Georgia State hammered them uh, last time out. We'll talk about that here in a minute. All right, let's take a time out. We've gone over the. So let's see who won off the top of my head. So South Alabama beat Troy. Georgia Southern beat Coastal Carolina, JMU with an easy win over ULM, and ODU with a 57-point outburst blows out Marshall, uh, 91-66. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we will preview the Saturday hoop action and check out the standings uh, in the Sun Belt when we come back. Let me tell you about game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sun Belt. 
your team every day should mention uh, today. Uh, Major Applewhite will be formally introduced. He was actually at the South Alabama uh, basketball game. Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl was there. Carter Bradley, the former quarterback, also going to be in the Senior Bowl. He was there. They had a nice crowd. That's that's a nice crowd mentioned a couple of times by the broadcasters because they don't tend to have nice crowds. But it was a nice crowd. It's a rivalry game, Senior Bowl night. So that was good stuff. So we'll uh, Major Applewhite, again, we're trying to get him. Uh, he uh, he will be formally introduced at uh, an event for the public, I believe, 11 a.m. on a Friday. So we'll be looking for that maybe tweet out some highlights and stuff uh, because the, the biggest thing here is you got signing day coming up and you got to get some assistant coaches. They are short staffed. That is for sure. All right, let's check out what is happening on uh, Saturday and uh, in uh, Sunbelt hoops action. And then we'll go over the standings, see where we are uh, as we head uh, into uh, the weekend. All right. All right, so we mentioned this is actually a Saturday afternoon uh, ball game, so we'll be able to see a basketball. We'll be able to see a uh, football game later that night, I guess. Uh, South Alabama hosting uh, the Cajuns. Both teams ten and eight. Both teams uh, three and three. I'd say both teams are probably not as good as they have been in the past. The Cajuns are your defending champions. They actually beat South Alabama in uh, the Sun Belt Championship uh, last year. Uh, Admittedly, watching Richie Riley uh, over the last couple of seasons, it takes him a little bit to figure out what his team is and what and what they can do. Like last year, they realized they couldn't run up and down the court. And, you know, with about six or seven minutes left to go, they would put it in Isaiah Moore's hands and let him work a magic. All right. Cajuns need to shoot it well, uh, and they need to spread the wealth. They need to have multiple guys score. And I guess that's the same way uh, for South Alabama, as we saw uh, against Troy. So that'll be a very good a ball game. That's also a nice uh, rivalry game. Uh, the Cajuns, by the way, have won two in a row on the road. Can they make it three out of four or three straight? They beat Arkansas State last Saturday and took down Texas State relatively easy. Uh, and now they're taking on South Alabama, who also has won uh, two in a row. All right. Georgia Southern. Uh, they are hosting Georgia State. Uh, the Eagles got hammered. They have a nice win the other night, or last night. But they got demolished by Georgia State 90-62 to last week. We'll, I presume that game will be much closer. Let's see, we don't have any. Let's see, we got the line. We just don't have any lines uh, just yet because the, the uh, lines won't be out till Friday. Uh but Georgia Southern three and three, Georgia State four and two. If Georgia Southern wants to get into this race for a good seed, they need to win this ballgame. That'll, you know, put them in a relatively tie, a relative tie with Georgia State, if not an exactly tie, and they'll split the season series. Whereas if Georgia State wins, now A, they move to five and two, Georgia Southern drops to three and four, but then Georgia State has swept Georgia Southern. So they would win any tiebreaker later on in the season. Southern miss uh with a big win. Uh a couple of days ago against Arkansas State, as we mentioned, without with no Andre Corbello, uh, although he looks uh, very sharp dressed on the on the sidelines, and no Victor Hart. We'll see if they, you know, get the you know the anger of Troy as they're going to be looking for not real revenge on Southern Miss, but against because coming off that loss against the Cajuns, 
So that is uh, a big ball game for Southern Miss because they get Troy at home. That's in 230. These, a lot of these games are during the day. Interesting. Uh, South Alabama, Louisiana, three central time. Um, Georgia State and Georgia Southern, also three o'clock central time. Uh, Southern Miss and Troy, 230. Uh, App State hosting Coastal Carolina. App State all of a sudden tied for first in the Sun Belt. They're five and one. Coastal Carolina coming off a brutal loss where they were beating Georgia Southern all game there, two and four. That's at 3.30 Central Time, 4.30 Eastern Time. Uh, Texas State has just struggled this year. Um, and just like the JMU-ULM ball game, the Texas State-Cajuns game was not nearly as close, although in that case, I think the Cajuns did go. Uh, in fact, Texas State may have been favored in that ball game. Uh, Texas State is struggling. We'll see if Arkansas State, who's three and three, um, can turn things around because they've all of a sudden, I think, have they lost a couple in a row all of a sudden? Like, didn't they start out three and one? Yeah, they've lost to the Cajuns and Southern Miss. So uh, they started out three and one. And uh, that ball game is at 415 Central Time. JMU hosting Marshall. We mentioned that. All of a sudden, Marshall was hot. They've lost two in a row. JMU had lost two out of three after starting the season undefeated overall. But they get an easy win over ULM. Not only did they get an easy win, and we didn't talk about it as much because we focused on the gambling, uh, James Madison shot themselves out of uh, the slump. They they finished, you know, the game shooting 51%. They shot 53% in the second half. Uh, they were outstanding. Didn't um, even shot a cheese from three, 16 to 39. So they were slumping. And so beyond the wind, the win it was more important that maybe they they start shooting the ball a little bit better. All right, and then Old Dominion coming off that big win over Marshall. Can they make it two in a row? One and five. Uh, they're hosting Monroe, 0 and six. Should be mentioned that a five, or I would say a four and 13 Old Dominion team, 0 and five in the Sun Belt, had 6,100 fans in Norfolk. Just saying. I'm just saying, all right, that those fans came out during the week, to see Old Dominion, not a very good basketball team, or at least one that doesn't have a good record. And they have a nice crowd on a Thursday night. So good for them. All right. Um, we'll see what happens when the Cajuns return home on, uh, uh, for the next week. And then we'll see what happens with South Alabama. It's going to be tough NFL playoffs, but we'll see what happens. Should be a good crowd. Could be a good crowd. Saturday afternoon in uh, mobile. All right. So now, now I'm starting to think I'm going to go, <laughs> just go over Saturday morning being a day game. I actually could come back, but I don't like doing that. That's a lot of driving for, I'm too old to be driving eight hours in one day. That's just not my thing. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. It was a great week. We still trying to, we're still trying to get the coaches that are new to the, to the Sun Belt. Um, honestly, I guess we've struck out with a couple of them already. We'll see what happens with major Applewhite and we want to get those Sun Belt players that are heading to the senior bowl and, uh, and, uh, executive director, Jim Nagy to talk about their draft status. Uh, so thanks so much for tuning in. It was a great week, uh, over 1100 subscribers. That's fantastic. Really do appreciate all the support. Have a great and safe weekend. And we'll be back again on Monday with another edition of a lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.